Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded, so if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean I'm not going to read it because it's already happened, it's in the past, it's pre-recorded, and no one's going to see it anyway, but here's the worst bit, you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5pm UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. Never one to feel left out. I feel like doing as every other radio show has one. I should also have an interview with the president of the USA today. And so, you know me, when I set my mind to something, I do it. And so, here we have the president of the USA. That's um, the Unimported Salmon Association. This is Donald McDougall, everybody. Hello, Donald. Hello. It's lovely to be on the show. Uh, pleasure. The pleasure is all mine, Mr. President. So, um, we've just got a few hard-hitting questions for you. Um, uh, what do you think of uh, Boris Johnson's Brexit deal? Brexit deal? I don't, I don't know nothing about no Brexit deal. I've come on to talk about fish. Um, okay, well, what is the impact of uh, the Brexit deal on, on fish? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't thought about about the fish. I just, I just came on because you thought you said you were going to talk about salmon. Um, okay, salmon, salmon. Um, what, what do you think about Alex Salmon, the former SNP politician? No, I said salmon, not salmon, you idiot. Um, uh, <clears throat> Okay, Mr. Mr. President of the, the USA. Um, one more question. Uh, was there collusion? I've had enough of this, right? I, I didn't come on to talk about collusion or politics. I just came on to talk about salmon. So if you want to bite some salmon, then I'm your guy. If not, goodbye. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds. Alec Feldman. Oh, hi. How's it going? Are you okay? Is all good in your life? It's Wizard Radio, and I am Alec, and this is my radio show. Welcome to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All are very welcome, as I said. Um, it's all good. Maisie Peters, I played you. This is on you, and I have played you Harry Styles. Lights up. 
and I'm going to play some more songs soon, including Ariana Grande, new one from BTS with Ariana Grande. I, I feel like I, I put those songs in and didn't wasn't quite paying attention because I'm playing the one after the other, which isn't actually very clever. I've, no, I'm just looking at my list, right? Three songs in a row. This is entirely unintentional. Three songs in a row will be featuring Ariana Grande, which was completely by accident. Um, oh, hang on. Hang on. I, oh, no. That's a mistake, actually. The BTS song isn't with Ariana Grande. It's with Lauv. Um, I, I'm playing two songs with Ariana Grande, in, but not back-to-back, so that's okay. I got really excited then. I was like, wow, what are the chances? And was like just paying really bad attention. But, okay. If you like Ariana Grande, regardless, the next 15 minutes are for you, but not if you like Ariana Grande and BTS together. They haven't done that yet, but maybe they should. Maybe that unintentional error is something that could give rise to like a beautiful collaboration. I think that'd be quite good. Um, so get on it, Ariana. Call up BTS's people. She's quite good at sort of getting involved with, with stuff that's really cool, Ariana Grande. So BTS and Ariana Grande as, a, as an entity, I think it's something she, she should definitely get on board with. But anyway, I'm kind of rambling um, about Ariana Grande. Um, but she is playing next on the show and also not next song after that, but two songs after that, she's playing again with Lizzo. Cool. Also on the show today, um, lots of stuff, including... I need some some fancy dress inspiration for a party I'm off to tonight. Um, an MP has done something really weird in his living room. Bingo, but in a club. I went to it. That's a thing that I, I have to tell you about. I took notes. This is how much I have to tell you about it. Also, inappropriate funeral things, being trusted with something important. And I've done some very important work. This is like life-saving work. I would say, in um, in a new shop that's opened. And I'm going to tell you about that soon. Plus, someone's knocking at your door or returns a brand new week on that and another 60-second guide, brand new one of those for you as well. Do not move. I forbid you from ceasing to listen to this show. Uh, I would like you very much, if you possibly can, to stay for the next hour and 48 minutes, if that's all right with you. Good. Before all that happens, um, we get educational on this show. That is something that I value quite highly. I want to give you something that you can take away and go, hmm, I learned something today. That's what This Week I Learned is all about. Let's do it now. This week I learned. So, I have three lessons for you from my life. Here is the first one. This week I learned you can buy pre-crisped onions. Did you know this? This is something I didn't know. I was at a friend's house for tea and they had this little plastic tub. Um, How would I describe it? The kind that's got two little pop-up bits that you can open like doors, like a big one and then a one with like little holes so you can shake it out. Inside this tub was onion, but it was it was like almost deep fried onion, but dried, like dried crispy onion. Kind of imagine crisps, but they're made of onion. That's what a crispy onion is. And they're really tasty. And I, I didn't know this was a thing. And I made a bit of a fool of myself and everyone had a go at me because I said, Wow, this is really cool. Is this from like the world foods aisle of the shop? Because I was I was so shocked by the existence of pre-crisped onions that I assumed it must have been something you only get in like, I don't know, other European countries or elsewhere. And I was like, whoa, you can actually get this in like normal shops. What is going on? But yeah, that's the thing. They're like crisps, but onions and small and tasty. 
would recommend getting on the pre-crisp onion hype if you possibly can. Lesson number two this week I learned. If you want people to love you, there's a very simple tool for that. Buy them pastries or other sugary treats. Um, I was working with some people this week. I was working with them yesterday morning, which was the 1st of November, which means the night before that was the 31st of October, a.k.a. Halloween. Um which means that on the 1st of November, in the morning, they were not in a very good place. Uh, they were they were struggling. They were a bit fragile. And so I thought, how can I make these people's lives easier? I know, I'll get them some pastries. And I did, and now they love me forever. And they were like, oh my God, we love you. This is just what we needed. So pastries are the way to people's hearts. Clearly, this is beyond any question of a doubt now. People love you for getting sugary treats. And finally, the third lesson of the week. This week I learned that if you shake a water bottle that's full of lemonade, it'll squirt everywhere and it gets kind of messy. I learned this a very hard way. I had like, it's a plastic water bottle, a reusable one, with one of those sucky lids on. You know the ones where like you can push them up and suck on them and then put them back down again. I'm holding it now. That's, that's the noise it makes. It was one of those and I had some lemonade in there, which is obviously fizzy. And I was just kind of, you know, just absent-mindedly playing with it, kind of throwing it between my hands, shaking it up a bit. And then, when I when I pulled up the little pulley sucky thing, loads of lemonade came out, squirted everywhere, including in someone's eye. And they were then in quite a lot of pain because I'd accidentally squirted lemonade in their eye and it burned quite a lot, apparently. And they were, they were kind of bending over in pain. Their hand was over their eye. And I was just like, oh my God, oh no, uh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, uh, uh, oh no, sorry, sorry. And it was it was just a bit messy, it all happened very fast, and um, they now intensely dislike me because I tried to blind them. So who knew, who would have thought that if you shake a little sippy bottle that's got lemonade in, it will squirt the next time you open the lid and go everywhere and potentially blind someone. Very valuable lessons, especially that third one. You can buy pre-crisped onions, Pastries are the way to people's heart, and don't shake water bottles with lemonade in. It will go wrong. Here, for the first time this half hour, is Ariana Grande. This is Don't Call Me Angel. The holy trinity of pop, Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. Don't Call Me Angel on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. Hi. So, next is BTS, but not with Ariana Grande. Um, with Lauf instead. That's playing soon. First, I told you last week about some work I was doing um, the day before except I hadn't actually done it at the point I told you about it I was just speculating about what would happen and I can now report back on what did actually happen um, I was I was doing a very important job some people are paramedics some people are policemen some people are uber drivers I was doing a job far far more important than any of those because I was attending the grand opening of a brand new shop. Oh, I know. What kind of shop? Um, well, a homeware shop. The best kind of shop. The kind of shop that just sells so much unnecessary tat. I have a theory about general homeware shops, um, not limited to the one that I was working at on Friday, which is that if you shop there, you have too much money. The best argument against capitalism is the existence of all these homeware shops because they just have such... It's all tat. Nobody needs any of the stuff in there. You just go, if you want to buy, I don't know, a really ugly statue of a toad because you've got some money to burn or a massive four-pronged metal wall display of a compass that'll take up, like, an entire wall. 
or a screen that looks like a fireplace. That kind of stuff, um, I think, is all proof that we need to take away everybody's money. But when I'm being paid to work at one of these shops, obviously, I don't think that. I, I have a job to do. And my job on this occasion, at the grand opening of this brand new homeware shop, I was being basically an in-store DJ. And I was doing a radio show, like I do here on a Saturday, but to a shop. And so everyone in there, they weren't choosing to listen. They just kind of had to because I was assaulting their ears. There was a, a CD and speakers playing music. And then every now and again, I just had to come on and say something about the shop, trying to get people to enter a competition, stuff like that. And, um, well, like I said, a very important job. I think I was quite good at it. I think I've really got into the stride. Some people who didn't care as much would have just, I don't know, talked all over the songs. Not me. I made an effort. I waited until the end of the song. And then I talked over the end of the song and the beginning of the next one. And it was, it was really slick. Obviously, I had a competition to tell people about. So, so here's me just doing my job, telling people to enter a competition. Come and enter a competition. Guess how much our trolley is worth. That £250 voucher could be yours before 12 o'clock. Yeah, did you hear that? Like, I talked right up to the end of the, the intro of the song. And then I stopped just before the singing starts, before Megan Trainer starts singing. And I got all the information in that I needed to know. And I think I'm really good at this, making effort. But, but then later, instead of just doing the like, oh, I went to our competition to win a voucher, um, I actually got to make a very important health and safety announcement. I don't want to cause a stampede or anything, but there is only 15 minutes left to enter the competition. Guess the value of the trolley. If you get closest, you are winning a £250 voucher. You've only got 15 minutes, so hurry, but don't injure yourself or others. That would be bad. You see? Health and safety tips. Don't injure yourself or others. Also, um, I didn't swear in it. I just wanted to take out the name of the shop in case they're listening. And that would be kind of bad because of all the comments I just made about homework. Anyway, um, finally, this is me really getting into my stride now. I started giving people, bear in mind, I'm just doing basically a radio show, but to a shop. I started doing actual shout outs. Shout out to the person who's got out an actual calculator to try and work out how much this trolley's worth. I respect that, taking it very seriously, as you should, because there's a lot of money up for grabs. £250 to spend at the if you can correctly guess the value of what is in this shopping trolley. Come and have a go. You see, aren't, isn't that great? Great, aren't I good at doing radio shows in shops? And the best bit is, people can't just turn me off. They can't be like, oh, you're boring now, I'm gonna stop listening. Because unless they leave the shop, there's no escape. I think this could be a new career for me, actually. Just plugging competitions in shops. Anyone can make it happen, hit me up. So that that was my time as a, an in-shop radio host. I think it went quite well. This is BTS and Lauv called Make It Right at Wizard Radio. BTS and Lauv with Make It Right on Wizard Radio. This is Alec. And um, now something you probably never would have expected coming from me. Does it surprise you that that apparently I'm quite good with with small children? Yeah, I wasn't really expecting it either. Although, is good is good the right word for it? I don't know. I I encountered a small child yesterday. When I say small child, I mean like a four month old baby. And honestly, I find the concept a bit mad. I haven't encountered a baby since 
not quite since I was one, since my little sister was one. That was the last experience I've ever really had with a baby. I just, I don't know anyone who has babies. No one in our family had babies later than that. So the last baby I ever came across was my sister. And, and yesterday I was entrusted with a baby, a real one. Uh, it's a new cousin of mine. And I met him for the first time. And within a few minutes of meeting him, I'd been actually entrusted. It had been kind of passed to me. And and before I knew it, this very, very small human being was in my hands, which I find a bit ridiculous that one, people can be that small, but two, someone would think it would be a good idea to entrust me with their exceptionally small human being. Like, it's actually alive. It's not an animal, it's a person and it's alive. And it was in my hands. And I was kind of not panicking as such. I, just, I didn't really know what to do with it. I didn't know what to say because I'm very much not the kind of person that'd be like, oh, look at the cute baby. Who's the cute baby? Coochie, coochie, coochie. All that kind of crap. That's not me. I, I don't do that rubbish. And so um, I was just kind of chatting to this guy. I was like, so um, what, what do you do for fun? You got many friends? You, you enjoy putting that giraffe toy in your mouth? Apparently... Um, he's very flexible. He can fit a whole fist inside his mouth. He can get his own feet up to his mouth. Basically anything this small child will put in its mouth. It's it's incredible. And it was just a very weird experience in my life to be sat there holding an actual baby. And kind of cool. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not desperate for one. It kind of went well at first. He was like all happy and smiling and dribbling all over me and that was good. But then after a while, I think he got bored of me or decided he didn't like the look of my face and just sort of started crying and wouldn't stop. So I don't know whether or not to take that personally. But it wasn't a total disaster. But also, I felt very out of my depth. I have no desire to have a child anytime soon, you know, in the next decade or two. But, you know, as, a, as an evening's activity, it was quite nice hanging out with with an actual baby but yeah so so weird is it weird that i'm surprised by babies existing it's literally it's a bit something that's been totally absent from my life for most of it and so it's quite weird when someone just entrusts me with their child and i felt like it was quite a big deal you know here here i was sat and they were like yeah this is the most important thing in our lives this is something that we created this is human life and we're perfectly okay leaving it in your hands. And I want to know this afternoon, when have you been entrusted with something important? Someone's been like, all right, you, you look after this. And you're like, oh my God, am I qualified to do that? Is that something I can do? Will it all go horribly wrong? When has someone done that to you? And most importantly, how has it gone? I didn't drop the baby, so I'd call that a win. Um, but what about you? When you were given something very important to look after, maybe important, valuable, doesn't have to be a living being, but it could be. It could be, I don't know, an antique priceless vase that's been in your family for 100 years. That kind of thing. That's what I want to know. So if you could send me a message, 07807 183 538, or by email, you can get in touch as well. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. When have you been left with something important to look after it? And how has it gone? That's what I'd like to know. So hit me up and I'll, I'll read some stories out in a bit. First, though, going to play some Lizzo and Cash Dolls coming up as well. Alex Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Very, very overstaffed song that. We've got Cash Doll and Kim Petrus and Alma 
and Steph London, their accountants must be kicking themselves because they're not going to get any money off that. Like, none. They'll probably get, I don't know, 5% each. They'll get a few pennies. It's, it's not it's not good. They might as well have not made that song. It's like, you know on The Chase, um, when there's a game show on the telly, when there's a person, if they take the negative offer and then come back to the team, it means the team as a whole are worse off than if the person had just lost. They'll get less money overall because they'll split it between more people. It doesn't make sense to do a song with that many people. They would have more money if they just hadn't made the song. I mean, maybe that's not entirely true, but that's my take on the economics of the music industry. Accurate or not, I don't know. But that's kind of how I think it goes. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. And that's that's today's thought for the day. Coming up, some Dua Lipa, some Selena Gomez, inappropriate funeral things, and someone's knocking at your door will return very soon. Um, we had a kind of a rerun last week. But today, we're back with a vengeance, and there will be a guest knocking at our door before four o'clock. At the moment, though, we are discussing when you've been trusted with something quite important. I got left with my baby cousin uh, yesterday. I, well, I didn't get left alone with him, but like I was handed him to hold, and I didn't really know what to do with him. And I was a bit shocked at the fact that you can actually hold a, another human being. But it didn't go disastrously. He didn't get dropped. He only started crying and hated me towards the end. So I'd call that a solid 7 out of 10. Danielle sent me a message, actually. He says, I don't want to sound typical, but one week parents went away and left the house with me to look after it. So obviously, I threw a party. Of course you did. Of course you did, Danielle. Why, why wouldn't you? Um, she says, the house wasn't already trashed, but I didn't realise my parents were coming home on Sunday evening rather than Monday morning. And it was very, very messy when they got home. Had they been like two hours later, it would have been fine. And I don't think they trusted me with the house much after then. Oh, come on. That's like that's like a bad sitcom. That kind of thing. Like, oh my gosh, they've come back earlier than expected and the house is a mess. And then there'll be some like fast forward montage of everyone cleaning up everything. And then they kind of collapse onto the sofa just as the parents walk through the door. And they're like, wow, this place is spotless. I wonder what you've got up to all weekend. Except it wasn't quite like that because your house was a mess when they got home and then you were never trusted again. So all in all, Danielle got trusted with her house and it didn't go well because she had a party and then there was lots of mess. Alternatively, just make sure you know when they're coming back and then you can avoid that scenario next time. Shannon says, I used to go with my mum when she goes swimming at the gym once a week on Sunday mornings. I'd never swim though because I don't like swimming. I mean, fair enough. I'd, I'd do some homework on my laptop and look after her stuff, including, uh-oh, including her wedding ring. Where's this going? She asked for the ring back. I said I didn't have it. In the end, we found it on the floor of the changing room. She so nearly didn't get it back. If someone had picked it up, um, it would have been gone. But luckily, it was all fine in the end. Oh, no. That's like a really important thing to be entrusted with. That that little piece of metal, that's like your mum's your mum's whole life, or not her whole life, a quite significant symbol of her whole life. And you just left it on a manky changing room floor. You know what else gets left on changing room floors? Verrucas. Verrucas and sweat and skin cells and your mum's wedding ring. That's that's no place for a wedding ring. Yeah, these these aren't going well so far. You not really ought not to be trusted with anything. No offence. 
but I mean the evidence so far really is not particularly in your favour uh, who else Bradley I remember when my nephew was born how do you have a nephew how does that work don't you have to be really old to have a nephew or I guess if you have like, like really old siblings you could have a nephew yeah when when my nephew was born Bradley says I held him for the first time I picked him up and he was so much heavier than I imagined he was as um, as I picked him up I lost my balance a bit and nearly dropped him uh oh luckily my dad was behind me and held me so I didn't fall over and drop the newborn baby but now people rightly don't trust me with babies well you, I wanted to say something but I can't say that that's rude you totally you you flipped it mate completely and utterly flipped it yeah, you had you had one job. Just don't don't fall over. I was sat down, you see, which I suppose was why why I didn't have any. I was sat down. Baby got past me. It was all fine. Maybe they'd had an experience like that before. Some other idiot before me. They'd been like, "Here, have my child," and they're standing up and they just go tumbling with child, and it's all quite messy. But also, I did read somewhere once that like if you drop a baby out of a window, they'll probably be fine. Because babies don't know to be scared of falling out of windows. So they're just kind of really chilled. And then they bounce off the ground and they're all relaxed. Whereas if you're an adult and you know that falling out of a window is quite bad, you get they tense up. And then when you tense, you'll shatter all your bones into a million pieces. I don't know if that's scientifically accurate. So don't quote me on that. But this this is what I have heard. So maybe dropping babies isn't so bad. Unless you smash their head open. Not that I'm an expert. Don't quote me on this. Don't go around throwing babies out of windows and telling people when they're like, why on earth did you do that? Why did you throw my baby out the window? Don't be like, Alec told me I could do it. Because I didn't. I just said that's that's what I read once, maybe. If I'm remembering it right. Tasha says, once one of my friends asked me to look after her school bag while she went to the lunch hall. We're not allowed school bags in the lunch hall. Yeah, but it's to stop shoplifting. Depends what kind of school it is, I guess. Um, while she was away, I got really distracted and just kind of left it in the corridor. And it got taken away by a security person. When she eventually found me, she was so mad because she got her detention because the security person thought she dumped her bag and just left it and gone to the lunch hall. It was quite funny. I honestly don't know how I just forgot about it. Yeah, that's a bad one. If that was an airport, that bag would have been blown up by now. That bag wouldn't exist anymore. It would be in, in smithereens. But yeah, bad bad friendship behavior that ditching the bag getting your friend detention did you volunteer to take the detention for her is that something it's allowed to happen i don't know but but yeah basically what we've learned by doing this feature is that none of you are to be trusted i didn't see any messages that we got in where it's like oh yeah i was given a, a massive briefcase full of fifty thousand pounds in 50 pound notes and it was fine and everything went all right didn't see any messages like that you're all just messing things up so basically none of you are to be trusted with anything important if i ever have anything important i won't be giving it to you sorry coming next inappropriate funeral things after brand new dual leaper i really like this it is very good get that on your spotify playlist and get it on repeat but obviously not until after five o'clock brand new dual leaper don't start now on wizard radio it's alec here what is the funniest concept in the world any any thoughts i genuinely think one of the funniest things in the world is funerals they just are think about it every single sitcom worth its salt has done some kind of funeral episode where it's like a funny funeral something goes wrong and where do people always seem to laugh funerals i mean lots of other places too but there's always one at a funeral who's like hysterically laughing and 
I don't, I don't know why. I think it's just because they're supposed to be such a sad occasion that people are just like, nah, why? Why do they have to be sad? Or because everyone's expected to be sad, it just feels kind of wrong laughing. And so people just do because they're just like, oh, no, I shouldn't. And they're so- focusing so hard on not laughing that then they laugh. I don't know why. But funerals in general are a source of great humor. And I saw a tweet um, yesterday about a kind of a funny funeral thing. And I wanted to share it with you because I thought it was, it was pretty entertaining. It was someone who um, they they were at like a family member's funeral. And then after the funeral, they went out for a family meal, which is nice. You know, who doesn't love a post-funeral Nando's or whatever it was? I don't think it was Nando's, though. I think it was a much fancier restaurant because they put a picture up. They went for this family meal on Halloween. And um, you know how it goes. You, you go for a family meal. You might even go for pudding. What a treat, getting a dessert as well as a main. And so they got served the dessert. It looks very fancy. It's on like a wooden slab. There is some kind of, I don't know, fruity, crumbly thing in a little jar. There's a scoop of ice cream. There's a cherry. And there's loads of fancy like decorations in, I don't know whether it's cream or icing or what. There, it's like Halloween themed. So you've got a cobweb. You've got a few splashes of something red that looks like blood. And and obviously, because it was supposed to be spooky in Halloween, you've got the letters R.I.P. iced on to this dessert board. Bear in mind, this was a funeral, like the after party, after party of a funeral. And they get served a dessert that's got R.I.P. written on in icing. And it's just, it's the masterpiece. It's so ridiculously inappropriate had they known that it was like an actual funeral. And it's, it's the best. The best thing I saw all of yesterday. It got me thinking about other kind of inappropriate funerally things. Because there's so many. I, I've i only ever been to one kind of funeral. It was more, more of a cremation than a funeral. But I just, there are a couple of things I overheard people say. And I thought, <laughs> that is actually quite funny. Um, someone just sat down and go, oh, I, just, I need to move. Just, I can't stand the heat. It's too hot they were sat next to a radiator but you know it was a cremation and also um at the beginning somebody said a very warm welcome yeah you're not you're not wrong um and i i just i enjoy some funeral humor i think they they are some of the funniest things in the world and uh, a very warm welcome to you if you're going to some kind of funeral or cremation this afternoon i'd, I'd like to be the soundtrack to a cremation <laughs> imagine if this show is on a cremation that would be that'd be quite something anyway um, songs to play. Moving on. Someone's Knocking at Your Door is coming up next after Selena Gomez and Lose You to Love Me. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. Oh, you're too kind. All right, all right. Settle down. Thanks, everyone. Hello, and welcome to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. I'm Alec Feldman. I am your host, for radio's only game show based around the adverts for the People's Postcode Lottery. Welcome to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. Very soon, someone will be knocking at my door and all we have to do is work out who they are. If you can guess correctly who they are, they can come in, we can have a chat with them. If you can't work out who they are, then I will send them away and they won't be allowed in. So all we need to do now is... uh, sit back and wait for someone to actually knock at the door 
which is weird. They should be doing it kind of about now. I think they must be running a bit late. Oh, is that is that someone knocking at the door I can hear? Why? I think it is. I'm just going to go and take a look through the peephole. Just, just imagine I'm like walking across the stage at this point to a massive door that is just standing there kind of in isolation. Ah, yes. I see today's guest. Yes. Someone is definitely knocking at the door. All we need to do is guess who they are. To do that, you get five questions. You obviously can't ask me the questions. So James Gilmore will be the voice of the questions. Here's your link to me. He will ask the questions. He gets five of them. And then you have to get guessing. Hello, James. Hi. That door knock was so hard that it's actually messed up my headphones a bit. So that was fun. Yeah. Um, They're really enthusiastic today. Very, very enthusiastic door knock that it flew all the way to me and messed up my headphones. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's fine. Are your ears recovered? Um, I mean, I can hear you. That's all that matters. That's good. Would you like to start asking your five yes or no questions to establish yes. who is knocking at the door today? Yes, I'll ask my first one. Um, is it a man? No. Is it a specific... But it doesn't have to not be. Oh, okay, so it's a character or a job role. I just like making notes. Mm-hmm. It's gender. It could be any gender. Um, okay. Character or job role. Does this character or job role, is it British? Not exclusively. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm typing with one hand because I'm having to hold on to my headphones with the other. Um, okay. Character or job role, genderless. Not exclusively British. Is this a day-to-day role, like somebody that we might encounter day-to-day in our lives, or is this okay? That or or is it somebody, you know, very special? Special, I'd say, not day-to-day. No. Special. Okay. Special. Don't encounter day-to-day. Okay. Um, I've got one more question, don't I? I think you have two. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. I do have two. Wow, we're doing very well today. Um, <laughs> okay, character or job role? Special, don't encounter in day to day. Is this person very powerful? I'd say so, yes. Powerful. Okay. And my final question Is this person or job role frequently in the news? No. God. Um, so it's not like a world leader. It's not the Pope. It's not Ariana Grande. No, neither no. of those. Okay. I can I can exclusively reveal it's not the Pope. Yeah, well, that is always a man. So you're right. Um, and Ariana Grande is always a woman for now. So, um, okay, but it's not a world leader. It's not a president or prime minister. Okay, but powerful. God almighty. Those are the clues you've got. They're not the a man, but The only person I can think of is Ainsley Harriet, but we know it's not him. It's not him. Okay, well... Because it will never, ever be him for as long as I'm doing this game. I guess over to the listeners, then. Over to you. If you know who is knocking at the door, send us a message now. 07807-183-538. Get in touch on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash wizardradio, Twitter, Instagram, all the ways. Um, an email as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who's knocking at the door? 
They're not a man, but they could be. They're not exclusively British. Um, it's not something you encounter day to day. It's kind of special. They're powerful. They're not frequently in the news. Who is it? Who is knocking at my door? They'll only get to come in if one of you correctly guesses it. We'll find out who is knocking at the door in about 50 minutes' time. Also on the way, Rex32 and Niall Horan. After the news, it's 4.01. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. It's Alec Feldman here. This is Wizard Radio. And... I'm in my third year at uni, right? This is the last year I'm going to be at uni now, which is kind of mad. It doesn't feel like I've been here that long. But yeah, this is the last year and I'm having a bit of a crisis because I've sort of, I've done nothing. All the things that students normally do at Leeds Uni, I haven't really done any. And so I've got this whole list, right, that I'm now trying to work through of things I have to do before I graduate. One of those things is an event called bongo's bingo and i i need to tell you about this it's so just as a concept utterly ridiculous because yeah i went on wednesday i've ticked that one off the list now bongo's bingo is it's kind of how it sounds it's basically bingo but in a club like you know you know bingo the game that grannies play they get the the dialer ride down to the mecca bingo and they sit there all afternoon deadly seriously stamping their bingo cards bongo's bingo is, is kind of like that but not really like it's in a club it's at night uh it's quite a lot rowdier than i imagine regular bingo to be um it's very rowdy it's like a school lunch hall when you go in they've got loads of really long benches and tables and everyone kind of sits down on those you've got your bingo cards but then, for, for some reason that I, I don't fully understand, every, whenever, like, a song comes on, because songs come on, because it's a club, and it's, like, a part of the bingo game, everyone just, like, they stand up, and they get on the tables, and they go absolutely crazy, and then the guy at the front is just like, all right, everyone, settle down, and they all, all sit back down again, and then they keep drawing bingo numbers. It's, it's crazy. And um, each number, not each number, a lot of numbers... They have their own specific song. Like if, if you get Two Little Ducks 22, then they'll play 22 by Taylor Swift. If you get 69, they'll play, I don't know, Summer of 69 by Brian Adams or someone. I, I can't remember. Um, and so on and so forth. And there's just a load of, of weird things you do. If he says, for some reason, the guy's a scouser. I think the whole thing originated in Liverpool. Um, but despite that, if you get any number that has an eight, everyone's expected just to repeat the, the number eight back, but in, in like a Geordie accent. So you'd be like, it! Uh, I, yeah, just the whole thing. It's so weird. And the prizes. Oh my gosh, the prizes. What is up with the prizes? I don't know what kind of stuff you win at normal bingo, but at Bongo's bingo, um, it's an interesting selection. Um, sometimes they give away money. If you get a full house, that's like all of the numbers in the whole bingo square, then you get some some cash money cash but if you get a line or if you get two lines you might get slightly more interesting things like um a giant inflatable duck dinghy like probably about my height the head of the duck comes up to or or a, a stuffed unicorn toy or a box of cocoa pops um except the person that wins the box of cocoa pops they can't take the cocoa pops home to keep oh no 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 they are expected to, to, as they say, make it rain. And they, they throw an entire box of Cocoa Pops 
at everyone playing bingo. You wouldn't know how many Cocoa Pops, how you know how many individual pops there are in a box of Cocoa Pops until they're suddenly raining down over you. Um, I've, it's basically wrecked a pair of jeans. Not wrecked, but they they now have to go in the wash because they're just covered in like sticky, um, sort of smashed up powdery Cocoa Pops. But then I think possibly the best prize on offer was an actual Henry Hoover, a full-sized Henry Hoover. You know, the Hoovers that are like the small kind of cylindrical and they've got a face on. You could could have won one of those. Uh, there was also a, a slightly more disturbing prize. I can't say what it is. I don't want to say what it is. I can tell you that it had two ends and the person that won it had to come up on stage and be slapped with it in order to redeem their prize. It's, it's such a weird weird concept and i was sat there thinking what on earth am i doing here how has this happened um obviously it happened because i'm having a third year crisis honestly i i thought i'd hate it and have a, find it just a massive ordeal and i kind of didn't i thought you know what would i come here again if i was paying i got the tickets free off a mate if i was paying would i would i go probably not but it was okay oh and one of the highlights actually i forgot i've got to tell you this one the best bit for me was the song associated with the number four because four is like knocking at your door because that that rhymes and so when the number four comes up at bongo's bingo what does the entire room sing it's only the jingle to hit feature someone's knocking at your door the the song that goes someone's knocking at your door it was like the whole room were just massive fans of my radio show they're they're probably not they've never heard it in their life but it they were they were all singing the someone's knocking at your door jingle the whole thing was just weird if it sounds absolutely crazy it's because it is who came up with that concept like bingo but in a club and rowdy i don't know should we be applauding them should we be maybe offering them help again i don't know but i wanted to tell you about my weird experience playing playing bongo's bingo if you get the chance maybe go but probably not if you're paying actual money grace carter this is all fired up it's wizard radio Grace Carter all fired up. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Doja Cat coming up. Apparently, I don't normally see much sport-related content in my social media timelines, but I think it might have been the Rugby World Cup final today. I know, I know that. I know that it was between England and South Africa, and I think England lost and South Africa won, as I understand it. Um, that's kind of where my understanding ends. And so I don't know whether this is a rugby-specific thing or, or what's going on. But there's an MP who, who did a tweet about the Rugby World Cup final. And it's left a lot of people quite confused. Um, it's a guy, he's called Lindsay Hoyle. Who is he? The Right Honourable Sir Lindsay Hoyle MP. So he's a Right Honourable. He's also a Knight. And he's an MP. Um, what else is Twitter bio say? MP for Chorley, Deputy Speaker, Chairman of Ways and Means. I don't know what that, that means. But the, the important point here is that Lindsay Hoyle's been watching the World Cup final for rugby. Or at least I think he has. But it's hard to tell because in this picture that he's put on, to, on Twitter, it's a shot of his living room. He is sat in a chair. It's, it's a quite nice living room, actually. Um, a bit dated, perhaps, decor-wise. A lot of brown... A lot of beige. There's a mantelpiece with a clock. There's a table. There's some 
some nice lights. And there he is in his armchair. Now, also in shot is his TV, where you can you can clearly see the Rugby World Cup is on. However, the way the TV is placed and the way he is sat in the armchair, I don't believe he can actually see any of it. Because the TV is like next to him, kind of... If, if you imagine the camera, you're looking in on his living room. The TV is facing you directly in this photo. You can see the TV screen. He is sat side on in the photo in his armchair so that he's looking at the left of the photo frame whilst the TV is pointing towards the front of the photo frame. So what's going on here is that here he is sat in his living room watching the Rugby World Cup final, except he's not actually watching it because he's facing totally the wrong way. I don't understand unless he's got some complex mirror setup. I don't understand how he can be watching this on the TV. I don't he just he can't see because he's looking in completely the wrong direction. It's very strange. Loads of people have been kind of going, uh, mate, what's going on here? Some people suggesting that actually he's got he's only gone and got two TVs in his living room. And so there's the one that we can see in the photo, but then somewhere else that we can't see there's a second tv and that's the one he's looking at i don't really see any other plausible explanation because otherwise he just he can't be watching this game has he does he realize does he know that's not how you watch tv you're supposed to look at it not in the opposite direction is is he okay i I don't know maybe he doesn't watch tv very often and he's only allowed to watch it on very special occasions and so he doesn't know the correct way to use a television who knows what's going on but basically this mp he's he's tried to be like well look at me i'm relatable come on england i love the rugby and in the process everyone's just gone mate what are you doing why why are you sitting like that why aren't you actually looking at your tv so who knows what's going on there maybe we will never know coming up some um some fancy dress inspiration i need some after doja cat this is bottom chick on wizard radio it's wizard radio that was doja cat and bottom chick you're listening to alec feldman hi thanks for having us on today on the way new one from coldplay young blood as well which is great and someone's looking at you we'll find out who it is in about half an hour just under 25 minutes let's say 25 minutes that's when we'll know who it is that's knocking at the door this week for now though you know how halloween was on thursday night and it's now saturday night it's the 2nd of november now so halloween was cut it's kind of it's kind of done with but maybe a few people are still eking out the last few bits of halloween i have been invited to a party tonight uh i know that might shock you quite a lot i'm still in shock myself I haven't fully comprehended what that means. I don't actually know, to be fair, whether it's a Halloween party or whether it's just a party in which you're expected to come in fancy dress. This much has not been fully established. However, it is a fancy dress party that I'm off to tonight if I can be bothered, which I probably should because it's something to do, isn't it? Only issue is I don't have a costume. I'm generally quite lazy when it comes to fancy dress. I was also, this will really shock you, I was also invited to some kind of Halloween-based gathering last Saturday night. I know, what's going on? I'm as confused as you are. And again, there I was, I was fairly minimal effort. I did buy a new jumper for it. It's quite a nice jumper. The theme was comic book characters. I went as Dennis the Menace because the only comic book that I have any degree of familiarity with is the Beano. 
And so I was Dennis the Menace. I had a red and black stripy jumper. And and that was basically it. I messed up my hair a bit. There was nothing really to show other than the fact that I was wearing a jumper that I was Dennis the Menace. But that's what I went with. And there was, annoyingly, there was another Dennis at this party who'd put in much more effort than me. And I was fuming. But this week, once again, I need some fancy dress. And I want it to be low effort. And I don't know what to pick. It's got a theme. The theme this week is Saints and Sinners. Which, again, sounds a bit basic and naff. But you've got to work with what you're given. So, the obvious option, if you're like full-on basic white girl, is just to be a devil. And get some devil horns and be like, look at me, I'm the devil. Um, Doesn't really appeal to me. I couldn't pull off sexy devil. That's not really my vibe. You'll be shocked to hear. So... That's kind of ruled out. But then what else could you do? Could I be St. George off of, you know, St. George's Day, the patron saint of England? Or are there any other saints? I, I don't know. I was thinking maybe St. Paul's Cathedral. But then again, that one requires quite a lot of effort. And I'm not willing to put effort into this costume particularly. Um, I don't know how you would be St. Paul's Cathedral. And then I was thinking about sins. And I was like, okay, what kind of sinner could I be? Maybe I could get a bit of cardboard and put it around my neck and be the seven deadly sins or something like that. My housemate, he wants to be a priest. And he was like, I tell you what, I'll be a priest. You can be, I don't know, a rabbi. And I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe that's not quite above board. And so I'm a bit stuck for ideas, basically. So can you help me out? I know this is quite lazy and possibly an abuse of my platform having a radio show, which I'm very lucky to have using it just be like give me fancy dress ideas but i could really do with some help the theme is saints and sinners ideally it'd be low effort but also if you can think of something funny that requires a lot of effort i'm willing to hear you out because i partially actually want some ideas mainly just would like to be entertained a bit so if you've got any ideas for what i can wear to this fancy dress party tonight saints and sinners is the theme 07807 183 538 is the number if you want to hear that one again, I said it quite fast. 07807183538 is the phone number. Or you can uh, send me an email on station at wizardradio.co.uk. Slide into the DMs on Instagram, Twitter at this is LSR, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash wizardradio. What should I dress up as for this fancy dress party I'm going to tonight? I don't really want to put much effort in. The theme is Saints and Sinners. Be creative, be imaginative. Um, really stretch the meaning of Saints and Sinners if you possibly can. Basically, the more it needs to be explained, if I went dressed as this, if people went, what are you? If it would require a quite lengthy explanation, that's kind of what I'm interested in. So if you've got any suggestions for me, that'd be great. Uh, on the way, some cold, uh, some young blood. And next, next I'm going to play some Coldplay. It's new. And even though Coldplay have been around for ages, I have done a bit of research I know you all know Coldplay, but it's good to remind ourselves who they are. It's been a while since they've had any music out. So I've, I've done lots of research. I've looked in books, looked online. I've verified all this millions of times. And so I've got a factually accurate guide for you right now. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Before Chris Martin settled on the name Coldplay for his band, a number of different names were in the running, including Warmplay, Softplay, Play As You Go, and the Death Munchers. The band consists of members Chris Martin, Jeffrey Archer, Peter Sutcliffe, and Muammar Gaddafi. 
As a band, they're very strongly associated with the farming industry, uh, once appearing in an advert promoting the consumption of British dairy products. Chris himself lives on a farm, although one night after getting back from a gig, he accidentally left the gate open and all of his animals escaped. He hasn't noticed yet. Uh, an, an anthemic band responsible for some of the biggest songs of this century. What people don't often know is that they try out all of their music on animals first before showing it to any humans. That way, um, they know how good the song is based on how the animal responds, and that determines whether the song is a flyer or not. Apparently, the first time the pigs heard Paradise, they went absolutely crazy and started dancing on only their hind legs. This song's about voluntourism visit that Chris Martin took to Uganda last year for comic relief, and that's Coldplay in 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Wizard Radio, I really like Youngblood. I think he's great. That was original me with Dan Reynolds, who's from Imagine Dragons, in case you didn't know, because I didn't. I couldn't name any of Imagine Dragons, but now I can. I can name one of them. Before that, Coldplay, Orphans. It's Alec Feldman here. And I've been kind of lazy and just asked you to give me ideas for fancy dress because I need fancy dress for a, a little gathering that I'm off to tonight and I can't really be bothered to think of anything or make much effort. The theme is Saints and Sinners. That's what I gave you to work with. And also the ideas I had, which included St. Paul's Cathedral, the Seven Deadly Sins. Excuse me. Did I just burp on the radio? I think I might have just done. Okay, that was bad. Um, the only ideas I had were St. Paul's Cathedral, uh, Seven Deadly Sins, or my rap Not my rabbi. <laughs> my housemate suggested I go as a rabbi and he can go as a priest. Um, what a double act that could have been. Hannah says, This isn't Saints or Sinners, Alec, but I had a really funny idea for a Halloween costume I wish I did this year and never got around to it. Okay, thank you for giving it to me. That's very kind of you. Basically, be really positive, maybe grab a pom-pom, and then hold a card with the word ceiling on it. Hang on, I'm waiting for it to click. Positive, pom-pom, ceiling, because... Oh, I could be a ceiling fan. There we go. I couldn't get it on my own. I had to read the message. How hilarious, says Hannah. Yeah, that is not bad. I have actually been a ceiling fan before. Um, a few years ago now, I was a ceiling fan. Um, I think we just had some signs that said like, woo, go ceilings. Ceilings, number one fan. What year was it? I think it was 2016. I wonder if I can find it. Like a picture of when I was a ceiling fan. That was a, a time. Definitely. A t oh, yeah. Here they are. I had a baseball cap that said ceilings on. Um, yeah, we had some fans. Someone had a massive foam finger. Yeah, so I have actually already done that costume, weirdly enough. But thanks, Hannah. I I could do it again, but it doesn't really fit into the theme. But thank you anyway. Who else we got? Miriam. If you want to go for a bit of effort, hmm, we'll see. You could wear all red, red top, burgundy chinos, and paint your face red, and then be the devil. It's probably more effort than you'd need to go to in order to be the devil, but it could be quite funny. It could. Um, I don't have burgundy chinos, because that sounds horrendous. And I don't have red face paint either, and I don't have horns. It so, all in all, yeah, I couldn't really do that. It would be a bit difficult. And the red would go everywhere. I don't want red all over my bed sheets. Not good. Let's let's move on quite swiftly to Benny's message. Um, my theory, Alec, is that there are extras, even in horror films. Oh, God. There are extras, even in horror films. And so, go to the party in normal clothes and just say that you're an extra from a horror film. Or, my favourite, 
you're a prime witness in a murder case. <laughs> that's that's not a bad one. If I wanted to justify zero effort, I think that's quite a good way to do it. Oh yeah, um, I'm actually I'm actually a passerby number three from Scary Movie. How do you not recognise me? That's a good shout. Um, witness in a murder case again. Yeah. Um, good shout. I could maybe I'd dress up a bit more smartly for that, just because if you're going to court, I think you should make an effort. Personally, um, Nick says I try to put minimal effort in for Halloween. So if you want to just wear normal clothes, um, but need a response from people who want to know what you're dressed as, just say <laughs> you're a plain clothed policeman or a criminal that hasn't been caught. It works every time. Again, I like this this really zero effort theme. And then you've got, I guess, a sort of saints and sinners theme going on. Because, you know, the, the criminal is the sinner. Is the policeman the saint? Maybe. Depends where, you, where you, you're from. Um, a good suggestion. And um, Ella says, If you wanted to go as a pickpocket, you could sew loads of guitar picks onto your jean pockets. <laughs> ah! Oh, that's... Yeah, that's, that's quite funny. Well done. Then you've literally got pickpockets. Yes. My friend did that, uh, says Ella. And I found it funnier than it probably is. Yeah, that is a suggestion. I don't have that many guitar picks. I feel like I lose them all the time and I can't sew either. I have no sewing material. And again, that does sound like quite a lot of effort. But thanks for the suggestions. Um, Some of them better than others. Um, This is Celeste and Strange on Wizard Radio. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. And welcome back, one and all, to today's exciting edition of Someone's Knocking at Your Door. I'm Alec Feldman. I am your host of radio's only door-based game show. Welcome back. Um, Earlier on, someone knocked at the door, as tends to happen on this game. And we got some clues to work out who they are. Um, They've been waiting there for the last 55 minutes or so. Um, It's a bit cold. It's kind of getting dark now, so we better do something with them soon. We know that the person who is knocking at the door, they're not a man, but they could be. They're not necessarily specifically always a woman. Um, They're not British exclusively, whatever it is that they are. They're not someone you encounter on a day-to-day basis. It's something that you might encounter, but only on special occasions. They're powerful. They have a lot of power. And they're not frequently in the news. I feel like this one's thrown quite a lot of people especially the not being in the news very often thing because most powerful people tend to be unless you're like the puppet master of the world who obviously covers everything up and isn't in the news but in general powerful people tend to be in the news so that's thrown people off a bit we do have some guesses to go through though um but will anyone guess it correctly this week i don't know we'll have to wait and find out we'll start off with kelly kelly says is it jvn the man the myth the legend that is Jonathan Van Ness, aka Jonathan from Queer Eye. The logic behind Kelly's guess is this. He's non-binary, so it's not a gender-specific thing. He plays a TV character version of himself on Queer Eye. He's he's not in the news, but he's very powerful, especially when it comes to fashion and hair in particular. That's true, he is a very powerful man in the hair world. If if JVN says you have a bad haircut, then that's it. You're done. Although he wouldn't say that because he's too nice. He'd just be like, I'm going to make your haircut better and then instill loads of self-confidence in you and you'd leave feeling like a brand new person. Um, but nonetheless, that's kind of by the by. It's not JVN from Queer Eye. That is not the person who is knocking at the door today. 
Calvin says, is there a dictator like Kim Jong-un knocking at your door? Um, okay, they're very powerful. But the best dictators don't get caught, so they wouldn't make it into the news in the UK. You also don't encounter them day to day, especially not if you live in the countries they're ruling in. I feel like I need to pick this one apart a little bit. Um, I might be talking absolute rubbish here. I can't think of an occasion when you've had a non-male dictator. Maybe, maybe that's just me, but I, I don't think that's the thing. Um, also, even if dictators don't get kind of caught, um, they still tend to be on the news a little bit because of all the terrible things they're doing. Um, so in general, slightly logically flawed as a guess, I'd say. Uh, but nonetheless, no, it's not a dictator like Kim Jong-un. I'll have to get back to you on the, the female dictators things, just in case I'm talking absolute rubbish and there have been non-male dictators in the past. Will's been on. Um, is it the thief who's going to rob my house? It's not gender specific. You might actually never meet them if they sneak into your house and steal all your stuff without you seeing. Also, they're never in the news as individuals and very powerful because they can rob your house. Are you about to get robbed? I don't know. I think burglars tend not to knock at the door. Usually they'll just throw a brick through a window or something, unless it's a really well-mannered burglar. Um, I don't think it is a burglar who's knocking at the door on this occasion. Um, and I suppose occasionally there might be in the news, which be like, man caught for robbing old lady. And it's like a mugshot of this really angry, slightly scary looking man. But no. It's not a burglar who's knocking at the door this week. Oh. Oh, hang on a minute. What do we have here? It looks like we might actually have a correct guess. This is this is from Josh. So if you're listening and your name is Josh and you sent a message to play someone's knocking at your door, you might have been right. I had I had loads of these things knocking on my door on Thursday night. There were boys and girls in different characters. They're not just British. People do it all over the world. They're never in the news. Is it a trick or treater knocking at your door? Yes, Josh. Yes, it is. You are correct. Well done. You are the grand winner of someone's knocking at your door this week. You don't get any prize whatsoever. That's not how this game works. But because you guessed correctly, it does mean that I get to open the door and chat to the person who is knocking at the door so, so, I'm just going to open the door. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Ah, ah. Shut the door. Shut the door. Oh, my gosh. They've just thrown an egg at me. What? What's up? Is that because I left them outside for, like, an hour? They've thrown an egg at me. This, you see, this is what I mean when I say they're powerful. If you don't give them what they want, they'll just throw things at you and your house. Oh, it's going to take ages to clean up now. Can you believe? Oh, how obnoxious. You're two days late as well. Get out of here. Unbelievable. Well, there, there you go. I got egged by the person that was knocking at the door this week. It was a trick-or-treater. I don't know what they're doing here because Halloween was on Thursday night. It's now Saturday night. But that's all right. That was someone's knocking at your door for another week. Well done, Josh. You got it right. Many congratulations. Thanks to everyone else for taking part as well. Uh, show's kind of, kind of over now. That's it from me for another week. Thank you very much for listening. I'm back on live next week, Saturday, 3 till 5. You've also got the weekly mixtape on Friday. That's at three as well. An hour of cool songs that I have chosen from years gone by. And if you missed anything, 
get the podcast. We'll put that out very soon. Alec Feldman, the podcast, it's what it's called. Uh, so that's that. Miles Porky is next on Wizard Radio. And the last song for me this afternoon is going to be Gracie. This is easy for you. Have a good week. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. 